Welcome to Sound Prints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Sound Prints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Sound Prints for the week of March 6, 2022. March is here, and that means that it's membership time in ACB. Please remember to take this opportunity to become a member or renew your membership in the affiliates or chapters of your choice. Here are a few suggestions. Membership in the Kentucky Council of the Blind is just $8 for one year or $40 for the life membership. KCB has five regional chapters, including the Eastern Kentucky Christian Council of the Blind, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind, Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired in Owensboro and Henderson, and the South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind in Bowling Green. Our special interest chapters include Guide Dog Users of Kentuckyana, Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision, Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation, and the Tri-State Library Users. ACB Lions and ACB Families are also good choices. To find out more about these affiliates and chapters, and to discover other ACB affiliates in which you might be interested, call us at 502-895-4598. The following events are on the KCB Zoom line. Join them by using your computer, cell phone, or landline, by dialing 669-900-6833 and entering the code 862-9889-6972. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired in Owensboro and Henderson will hold its next meeting on Tuesday, March 8, from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The program will be presented by the Davies County Clerk's Office and the topic will be changes in the voting process. We understand that Davies County has new voting machines, so this will be an important subject for the upcoming primary for the 2022 elections. The meeting is virtual, so join from anywhere on the KCB Zoom line. KCB Next Generation will hold its next business meeting on March 10, that's a Thursday, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. The Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Board Meeting is at 11 a.m. on Saturday, March 12, also on the KCB Zoom line. Our first hybrid roundabout for 2022 was an amazing success. 19 people attended in person and 12 were on the Zoom line for a total of 31. Thanks to everyone who made it all possible. The GLCB Board that added time to its February monthly meeting to plan this first event. Deb Lewis and the Education, Entertainment, and Technology EAT Committee that handles the roundabout planning for every month. The United Crescent Hill Ministries for allowing us to use their meeting space and sound equipment. Brock Persons and Adam Rushevel for coordinating the sound. Patty Cox for preparing a great dinner of chili, hot dogs, and homemade brownies hot from the oven. Alan Shreptenko for preparing and serving the coffee and hot chocolate throughout the event. Samantha Hubbard, Debbie Persons, and Little Brentley Dunn for serving the food. Amanda Selm for hosting the Zoom line and helping things flow smoothly between the conversation at UCHM and on the phone. Natalie and Joey Couch for helping 
individuals with installing and troubleshooting iPhone apps, Deanna Scoggins for assisting with Braille instruction, and Debbie Persons and Patty Cox for helping with a bargain table. There will be no roundabout on Saturday, March 12, as we encourage everyone to participate in the ACB Leadership and Advocacy Training from 1 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, available on Zoom and ACB Media. Dates for the training are March 12 through March 15, from 1 to 6 p.m. Eastern each day. Remember that KCB will pay the $20 registration fee for every KCB member who wishes to register. All who register will receive their special Zoom links so they can ask questions and actively participate in the sessions. Agendas for all days will be available so you can attend those sessions that interest you most. For more information and to sign up, call the KCB office at 502-895-4598. If you are not a KCB member or you do not wish to register through KCB, contact the Minnesota Finance Office at 612-332-3242. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision will hold its next support call on Wednesday, March 16 at 8 p.m. Feel free to bring your questions about living with low vision. We'll discuss them and share tips that hopefully will make your life a little easier. Anyone interested in low vision or experiencing vision loss is welcome to attend. The Tri-State Library Users Book Club and Business Meeting has moved from Saturday to Friday. It used to be the third Saturday of the month, but it now will meet on the third Friday of the month. The next time and date for the March meeting is Friday, March 18, from 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the KCB Zoom line. Bingo at Roundabout has moved from the second Friday of the month on Zoom to the third Saturday of the month, and it is hybrid. The next bingo is Saturday, March 19, on the Zoom line from 2 to 4 p.m., and in person at UCHM, United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Doors will open at UCHM at 1 o'clock. Bingo will be live and on Zoom from 2 to 4, and dinner and the bargain table will be at UCHM at 4 o'clock. Please make your return rides by 6 p.m. Dinner is $6 per person, and there is no charge for in-person bingo. For more information and to sign up for dinner, Braille, tech help, etc., be sure to call us at 502-895-4598. On Sunday, March 20, the American Council of Blind Families invites you to attend an information-packed program on working while drawing Social Security or SSI benefits. Cindy Laban, Benefits Counselor with the Social Security Administration and a member of the American Council of the Blind from Gaithersburg, Maryland, will be our speaker. And after her presentation, emphasizing the rules that are of interest to blind and visually impaired SSI and SSDI recipients, we will take questions as time permits. On the Zoom line at 9 p.m. Eastern, March 20, everyone welcome. The KCB March board meeting 
is on Zoom on March 21 at 8 p.m. The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind invites everyone to its social hour each Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central Time, that's 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. Some weeks there's a speaker. Every week there's good conversation and sharing of information. The Zoom number for this call is 669-900-6833 and the code is 763-689-4411. The passcode, should you need it, is 25852. The following call to action was posted by Swatha Nandakumar from the American Council of the Blind on the leadership list on Friday, March 4. Entitled, Action Alert, Tell Congress to Support Low Vision Coverage. Background. In November of 2008, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, promulgated a regulation that has had a detrimental impact on the lives of countless individuals who are blind or visually impaired. The durable medical equipment, prosthesis, orthotics, and supplies, DMEPOS, Competitive Acquisition Rule, contains a provision entitled Low Vision Aid Exclusion, which states that all devices, irrespective of their size, form, or technological features that use one or more lenses to aid vision or provide magnification of images for impaired vision are excluded from Medicare coverage based on the statutory eyeglass exclusion. ACB believes this extremely restrictive reading of the eyeglass exclusion has resulted in a denial of vital assistive devices for seniors and other Medicare beneficiaries that offer solutions for sustaining independence in the home. This proposal has had a significant impact on beneficiaries with vision impairments who depend on assistive technology that incorporates one or more lenses to aid in their vision. The expansion the expansion of the eyeglass exclusion has prevented access to devices such as handheld magnifiers, video monitors, and a wide array of technologies that utilize lenses to assist individuals in overcoming the obstacles impeding their dependence. These tools are often essential for individuals with low vision who, without the aid of assistive technology, cannot read prescriptions, medicine bottles, and other important materials containing content that is vital to their personal health and safety. In short, these devices allow individuals with low vision to live independently and safely. Such a poor regulatory policy serves as a preemptive and unwarranted coverage denial for any new technology designed to assist individuals with vision loss. Knowing its influence in the medical devices marketplace, innovation and competition will be curtailed if Medicare continues to maintain this coverage exclusion. The unwarranted side effects include sacrificing personal independence for more costly residential assisted living, which in the long run ends up putting greater strain on our entitlement programs. Call to Action 
ACB urges all members of Congress to co-sponsor and support passage of the bipartisan medical demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act. On Friday, February 25, this bipartisan legislation was reintroduced in the House of Representatives by Representatives Maloney, Democrat of New York, and Belarakis, Republican of Florida, as H.R. 6848. This legislation has 24 original co-sponsors, including Representatives Pete Aguilar, Democrat California, Cindy Axney, Democrat Iowa, Don Bacon, Republican Nebraska, Sanford D. Bishop, Jr., Democrat Georgia, Steve Cohen, Democrat Tennessee, Peter DeFazio, Democrat Oregon, Brian Fitzpatrick, Republican of Pennsylvania, Chrissy Houlihan, Democrat of Pennsylvania, Jared Huffman, Democrat California, Andy Levin, Democrat of Michigan, Betty McCollum, Democrat Minnesota, Seth Moulton, Democrat Massachusetts, Joe Negus, Democrat Colorado, Eleanor Holmes Norton, Democrat D.C., Scott Peters, Democrat California, Katie Porter, Democrat California, Bobby Rush, Democrat Illinois, Adam Schiff, Democrat California, Darren Soto, Democrat of Florida, Thomas Suozzi, Democrat of New York, Mark Tacono, Democrat California, Rashida Tlaib, Democrat of Michigan, Nydia M. Velasquez, Democrat of New York, and Susan Wilde, Democrat of Pennsylvania. In addition to ACB, this legislation is endorsed by the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, American Foundation for the Blind, Blinded Veterans Association, Center for Independence of the Disabled, New York, Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, Disability Rights Advocates, Lighthouse Guild, Lions Club International, National Association for the Employment of People Who Are Blind, National Industries for the Blind, National Organization on Disability, and VisionServe Alliance. This legislation would elevate through a five-year national demonstration project administered by the Department of Health and Human Services the fiscal impact of a permanent change to the Social Security Act. This legislation would allow reimbursement for certain low-vision devices that are the most function-rich that sustain daily independent living. The devices would be considered durable medical equipment. Individuals will be eligible to participate in the demonstration project only after completing a clinical evaluation performed by an ophthalmologist or optometrist who would then deem a low-vision device as medically necessary. The data from the demonstration would provide valuable insight into how the eyeglasses exclusion impacts independence for senior citizens and other Medicare beneficiaries. As Americans continue to live longer into their retirement, the Centers for Disease Control, CDC, projects through their Vision Health Initiative, VHI, that severe vision loss will be a leading chronic health condition for the next 30 years, based on an increasingly aging population 
and demographic changes in our country. According to CDC's VHI, blindness increases the incidence of other chronic health conditions, depression, and morbidity. Therefore, it is vital that Congress identify solutions that can sustain quality of life as Americans get older. When contacting your member of Congress, tell them what it would mean for you to have affordable access to low vision devices and how having access to low vision devices would help you live more independently. Ask your member of Congress to please co-sponsor the Bipartisan Medicare Demonstration of Coverage for Low Vision Devices Act of 2022, H.R. 6848. Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, Clark Rackville, or ACB's Advocacy and Outreach Specialist, Swatha Nandakumar, by emailing advocacy at acb.org or by calling 202-467-5081. ACB Families hosted a very informative presentation by Accessible Pharmacy Services for the Blind on February 20. Accessible Pharmacy is now providing Braille, large print, and spoken solutions to prescription labeling and other medically related services in most states throughout the country. They also host webinars on medical topics and are working to improve telehealth services to people who are blind or visually impaired. Learn more on page 2. As always, we welcome your comments and suggestions for future shows. Give us a call at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Page 2. We're going to get started. Looks like we have a really good group tonight. I want to thank everyone for coming. Andy Burstein is with us, and he has a lot to talk about, not just making sure that um, we can order our medicines with accessible labels, but there's much more to the, to the pharmacy as well. And I'm really looking forward to Andy telling us about accessible pharmacy, introducing us to what they can do, and maybe giving us a look at what's coming up down the road. So, Andy, the time is yours. Hey, Carla, thank you so much. It was a very warm, kind introduction, and I appreciate you including me tonight. Um, and hello, everyone, on a Sunday evening. Thanks for, for joining us tonight. Um, I figured, Carla, maybe I could speak for like 20 minutes, and then we can open up the floor for questions and conversation. Sure. But, um, all right. So uh, once again, my name is Andy Burstein. I am with Accessible Pharmacy Services for the Blind. We're a, a home delivery pharmacy service and healthcare service, and we specialize in patients who are blind, deaf blind, and have low vision. Uh, we're the only provider of its kind in the way that we support our patients with medication management, uh, diabetes management, you know, with the goal of helping people live more independently and live healthier lives. And we're the largest blind-owned healthcare company in the country. And so what I thought I could do is I, I could share a little bit of background about our company, tell you about some of the things that we're doing right now, and then share uh, like, uh, some insight into some of the things that we have in the pipeline for the rest of this year and into 2023. So the company, uh, Carla mentioned, we actually are a relatively new company. We actually launched our company in April 2020, like smack at the beginning of the pandemic. 
you know, and obviously like all of us, we had no idea what to expect, but we know what transpired. But nevertheless, we, we plowed through it. Uh, and fast forward today to today, we have 65 employees, 25% of which are blind themselves. Uh, we are currently licensed in 34 states, including DC and Puerto Rico. Um, and our and our hope is that by the end of this year we'll have we'll have a national presence. Um, so the background of the company is I, I started the company with my business partner Alex. Um, the idea started came about about I guess about five years ago. I was running a healthcare marketing firm, and we were just developing strategies for our clients, just in general around the areas of accessibility, online accessibility, on location accessibility, communication accessibility, um, and then. I knew Alex, not well, Alex is my business partner. I didn't know him well. I knew him because our kids played Little League together. And so he was a guy I used to, like, you know, hang out with on the court or in the ball field. Um, I, the only thing I knew about Alex was that he was a really nice guy. His kids were good ball players, and he was blind. So I was like, ah, I'm going to reach out to Alex, and maybe I'll pick his brain a little bit. Maybe I'll form, like, an advisory committee of people with different disabilities who would give me some – accessibility insight based upon their perspective. So I reached out to Alex and he and I met up for a cup of coffee and um, I got to hear his story. He, uh, Alex was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa in his late teens. Uh, he went to school at UNLV. His goal was to be in the hospitality industry. So he went to school. He was working part-time in the hotels and the casinos to really learn the business from the ground up. But by the time he graduated college, he had lost most of his usable eyesight. Um, he worked in the hotel industry for like a year or two, and unfortunately, there weren't too many uh, opportunities for him in this space. So he moved back to Philadelphia and ultimately earned a PhD from Drexel University. And he wrote his doctoral dissertation on the accessibility of the American retail marketplace for blind consumers. And so here I am thinking like, oh, I hang out with my friend Alex and I can pick his brain a little bit. Little did I know that Alex is arguably one of the foremost experts in uh, retail accessibility for consumers who are blind in the world. And so this one-time coffee became a regular thing. Alex and I would meet once a week for coffee. We would talk about our kids. We would brainstorm business ideas. He would tell me more about his research. And... One of the areas that we found within his research that was incredibly problematic and challenging and not too accessible was the pharmacy industry. Um, the way the current pharmacy model is structured, um, you know, the, there are big pharmacies that are gobbling up the marketplace. They all do great jobs. They're all worth billions of dollars because they do what they do really well, which is that one size fits all model, which is you get your prescription, you give your credit card, you give your prescription card and you walk out with your meds. Um, and a lot of them are trying. A lot of them are actually doing, uh, making efforts and taking steps to try to be more accessible. But none of them are doing, you know, an A to Z solution and doing everything possible to really support an individual to manage their medication and manage their diabetes. So these ideas started coming about before the uh, before COVID. So we're. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't even mention this. I'm in West Philadelphia right now. For those of you who are familiar with Philly, I live on University of Pennsylvania's campus. Um, so this was pre-pandemic. Alex and I got in our car one day. We drove to the NFB headquarters and spent the day there in Baltimore and got some feedback from some of the leaders there about what exists in the marketplace and some of our ideas. Uh, we got a great deal of support from the AFB. Um, we had some really close relationships with the ACB in Pennsylvania. 
and got a great deal of, of support and insight from them. We held some focus groups with adults who are blind. We got some feedback from the FFB. And long story short, everyone validated our idea, which was, you know, let's try to create a perfect model for pharmacy experience for an individual who's blind. And so Alex and I wrote a business plan. It took us about, it took us a few months to write this business plan. And it was awesome. Um, however, um, I'm a business person. Alex is an academic. Uh, we don't know the first thing about shipping medication. So we spent the next few months trying to find a partner who could help us realize it, the opportunity. And we met with big healthcare systems, uh, solo practitioners, pharmacy groups, and we ultimately found our third business partner, Dr. Jason Barrett. And Jason has his doctorate in pharmacy, and he spent the first 25 years of his career focusing on the concept of personalized medication solutions for individuals with cognitive and intellectual disabilities. And his whole model was, let, you know, you can't, it's not a one-size-fits-all model. We need to understand so much about this patient and their situation before we can put medicine in their hands. And so when we met with him, one, he, he, his, he's actually based in Philly, so it was convenient. Two, we hit it off with him. Three, he had this experience, and he was like, I just need to understand the blind, ver you know, the blind space so that we can start to identify solutions. And four, he was, he was as enthusiastic as we were. So we, we got ourselves together, we incorporated, and we came out of the gate on April 2020. So it's been awesome. Uh, we've been so lucky. Uh, version 1.0 of our business was Alex and my ideas, my ideas and uh, his research. We're smack in the middle of 2.0 right now. Version 2.0, that is. And version 2.0 is a combination of not only what we're doing, but the feedback that we get from our employees, the feedback that we get from our patients, from groups and conversations like this, from state, local, and national organizations that have, have really, you know, um, been generous with us with their time and insight and questions and feedback. And it, it's helped us to grow to this point. And uh, we're just scratching the surface. You know, a lot of companies will refer to themselves as being like, oh, yeah, we're an accessible company. Like, we're accessible pharmacy, and we're literally scratching the surface with all the things that we potentially could be doing. And um, we're very optimistic and excited about the future. That being said, what do we do that makes us unique? Uh, well, I'll say what we do. Um, we provide prescription medication, over-the-counter medication, vitamins and supplements, a full range of diabetic supplies and insulin, eye drops, guide dog and pet medication, um, small accessible medical devices like talking thermometers or talking blood pressure cuffs. Um, and what Carla alluded to this summer, we're actually launching a parallel uh, telehealth platform called Accessible Telehealth that we're incredibly enthusiastic and excited about. Um, and that, that idea actually came about, I'll skip ahead a little bit. That idea came about, um, we had a college internship program this past summer with uh, Visions out of New York City, for those of you who are familiar with Visions. It's an incredible organization. And one of the jobs that our student intern has, he's a student, he's a blind student. Uh, he's a junior this year at SUNY Binghamton. Um, one of his jobs was to call patients of ours and ask questions about what they liked about us, what they didn't like about us, what we need to do to improve, but also what other services we could be offering. And one of the things, the answers that routinely popped up was, was telehealth. So that's why we're jumping into that space. But what makes us unique? I told you what we provide. Every pharmacy provides that. Most pharmacies provide that. What makes us unique is how we approach it. Everything that we do is based upon 
how do we make this experience as accessible and as user-friendly um, for the patient? So we focus on three pillars. Our first pillar is accessible support. We meet the patient where the patient wants to be met. Um, more often than not, like 90% of the time, it starts with a, a phone call. Um, not with the pharmacist sending a script over, which you can do, but it starts with us. Um, we need to understand the situation of the patient. What's the person's, obviously, capture information, like name, address, email, insurance information. We accept most insurance policies. Um, but we try to identify, like, what's your level of sight? Are there other comorbidities? Do you have hearing issues, cognitive issues, mobility issues? Like, who else is in the household with you? Are you a caregiver for someone else or is someone a caregiver for you? Um, do you read Braille? If so, what's your Braille proficiency? Are you comfortable with technology? You know, what are your biggest challenges when it comes to medication? Um, what's working for you? What's not working for you? And we capture all that information. And it takes us about a day. We do a few things. We reach out to the insurance company to confirm eligibility. We may reach out to some of the prescribers to get insight into why certain drugs were prescribed and, and just insight into the patient experience. Um, our pharmacists will actually review um, everything you're taking, uh, vitamins, supplements, prescription medications. You know, quite often an individual may have multiple prescribers. And while on the surface these drugs don't interact negative, negatively with each other, quite often a combination of them can cause unintended side effects. And with just some subtle tweaks in conjunction with the prescribers, we can quite often neutralize or eliminate uh, those side effects. So we, that usually happens on the telephone. Um, you know, in the event that we will then call you back like 24 hours later, assuming you want to move forward with us, we'll, go, we'll take the responsibility of reaching out to your current pharmacy, transferring the files over, and we can start delivering your medication the next time your medication is due. Um, we provide our deliver. There's no charge for delivery. There's no charge for the support. There's no charge for packaging or labeling. We make our money by being reimbursed by insurance companies. Things that aren't covered by insurance companies, we take credit cards. Our prices are incredibly affordable. Um, so that conversation usually happens on the telephone, but it can also happen on Be My Eyes. Um, we are in the specialized health section of Be My Eyes. We were the first healthcare company to join Be My Eyes. Um, and it's awesome. So we can have that conversation uh, through Be My Eyes. We do also work with a collection of um, dual sensory loss patients who are deaf blind. Um, and we can communicate to them via text, email, um, and through VRI, uh, VRS, um, which for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's essentially um, on-demand virtual sign language interpreters. Um, that's to oversimplify it. Um, so that's our first pillar, accessible support. Our second pillar is accessible packaging. We offer a collection of free packaging um, that can help an individual manage their medication better and eliminate the time that it takes to sort your own medication yourself and eliminate the errors that could potentially occur by sorting it yourself. So we have, and by the way, we encourage patients to try different kinds of packaging until they find something that really works for them. So we have different size and shape pre-sorted disposable pill organizers. So rather than you getting your pills in all your bottles, and sorting it in this pill organizer, we'll automatically send it to you every month already sorted in an organizer. We can put your prescription meds, over-the-counter meds, vitamins and supplements in there. Um, we have individual daily packets, which uh, is the, we have the exact same machine that Amazon has for pill pack. It's essentially, a, it's a three inch by three inch plastic baggie. 
and in it has all of your meds for that time of the day or that day of the week. And it comes in a perforated strip that's chronological. So if you have your morning meds, you rip it off, pop the pills in your mouth. The next thing on the strip is your, is your evening pills. Tear it open, pop the pills in your mouth, and so on and so forth. We have different size and shape bottles for those who like bottles. Um, we have small bottles that are the size of the pills that you get that can have a childproof lid. But we also have oversized bottles with pop-off lids for those who may um, have trouble opening some of those smaller bottles and childproof lids. Um, finally, we just launched something uh, in January, which is uh, we have infant over-the-counter medication in single liquid doses. It comes in a little, little plastic tube. And this way, uh, a parent who is blind can safely administer this medication to their children um, in a much less stressful, easier way. We're pretty excited about this. This is, some, this is another idea that came from our intern. We're hoping to expand on that as well this year, too. That's our second pillar, accessible packaging. And we're growing. We're always looking for new kinds of packaging. Our third and final pillar is accessible labeling. All of our packages can have one or multiple kinds of labels. And just so everyone knows, like, we're agnostic towards labels and technology and packaging. It's all about what exists in the marketplace. How do we assemble all these different solutions and make these solutions available to individuals in the community? The labeling. We have traditional text labeling. We could do it in both Spanish and in English. We have a large font printer. So to the extent that we can fit larger fonts on a package, we can. We're actually getting a new printer next month that we're pretty excited about. Um, we can print. We, we have uh, two kinds of Braille. We have grade one Braille. It's an embosser. Uh, it's a handheld embosser. But we also have a, um, a label printing uh, machine that can print uh, contracted Braille. Uh, taking a step beyond that, we have some low-tech audio labels. So we work closely with a company called Envision America, which makes a product called Script Talk. And it's awesome. Script Talk's been around for like 20-some years. Um, Envision America, was they were pioneers in this space. Um, it's essentially it's a sticker that has a microchip embedded in it. And we're able to upload all the medication information to the microchip so that either using a device that we can get you for free or an app that's free to download, you simply scan the package and it reads all the prescription information out loud to you. Um, other audio labels, we're about to launch a program with a company called WayAround. They make a product called WayTag, which uses similar technology to Script Talk, but their model is more towards, they target people at, the, at home. So you can label your food, label your clothing. They actually have washable labels. You can label all these different items in your home and using an app, you simply scan it and it reads the information out loud. So people who use Waytag labels at home, we now can pre-label your medication with it. We are in the process of trying to figure out how to integrate our solutions into OrCam. Um, they came to visit us. We have another call with them this week. Um, for those of you who are familiar with OrCam, it's, uh, it's very much in its infancy, but it, it's, it's like science fiction. It's pretty amazing. It's, uh, they refer to it as computerized vision. Um, it's a device that's it's been a, like a, a one-inch by three-inch device that clips onto a pair of eyeglasses. And the background is it's a company, it's an Israeli company that was originally part of Mobileye. Mobileye invented the technology that empowers autonomous driving vehicles, like self-driving cars. So, and so the concept is it can get a car from point A to point B safely without hitting potholes and without hitting pedestrians. And it's, it's awesome. Um, Intel bought it recently for $15 billion. 
And it's basically, you know, slowly every automobile company is integrating it into their solutions so the cars can drive themselves. But they spun off this division called Orcam, which basically uses similar technology to identify what's in front of a user, an individual. And there's like a little speaker that, that's by like the ear on the eyeglass, and it reads to the person what's in front of them. So there's some imperfections with it now. It's a little clumsy. It's expensive. But um, we're excited to be part of that at, at, at its infancy. And finally, we're developing our own technology. Um, we're developing, we're working on some programs with um, Helen Keller Services to support uh, deaf-blind patients and really to figure out how we can better support um, our small but growing group of patients in that space. Um, and we've developed a, it's a sticker type solution, um, but it has some tactile notification on it so an individual can identify it on a package. Um, it's an app that is, it's like the, the stripped down simplest app ever. It scans the image and it, it extends the message about the prescription medication in three ways. Um, on the phone itself, in the event the person still has sight, um, it reads it out loud in the event they still have hearing, but it also seamlessly extends to a Braille display. So we're incredibly pumped about that. Um, we're going to be doing a pilot program this spring on that, and this summer that'll be in full stride. So that's what we do. Some other things that have been happening with us um, include um, we do run educational programs. They're free. Uh, we try to run them like every six weeks. Uh, we actually have one next Friday. Um, and I'll share the information with Carla if she wants to share it with everyone. Some of you may have already had the information. Um, it's a program on breast cancer information for blind women. Um, the background of this is my, my, my wife is a breast cancer survivor, and thank God she's okay. Um, but the experience we went through, uh, in addition to being terrifying and having to, you know, us having to make really like life-changing decisions very quickly, um, it was very inaccessible. And so one of the things that we're going to start doing is creating a series of programs, breaking down um, medical experiences. Um, and we're going to talk about, obviously, our part of it, the medication side of it. But we bring in specialists to talk about the other parts of it. So in this case, um, the oncologist who read my wife's mammogram and identified her, her, her lump very early and, and essentially saved her life, um, it's actually going to be speaking and creating a oral instructions for a woman about how to do a self-exam on her breasts and how to understand the process of uh, basically breast cancer 101. Uh, we have a few other speakers joining us. We have some people from the ACB. Um, we have someone from MAVV up in, in, in New England. Um, the American Cancer Society is going to be joining us to speak about resources that they have uh, for individuals who are blind. And they actually reprinted for us in Braille all of their um, breast cancer brochures that we'll make available for those who want. So we're pretty jazzed about that. Oh, and by the way, oh, and Hadley's joining us as well. Um, one of the things we're going to be doing with Hadley is we're taking these components and we're going to be making these, um, you know, Hadley presents, I think they call them, these little educational modules focusing on healthcare uh, with Hadley. Um, so that's one example. We've had a diabetes program in December. We're going to be running multiple diabetes programs this year. We're going to be running a program on eye drops, um, on guide dog and pet healthcare management. Um, we're going to be doing a program on parenting so the parents who are blind can really manage their young children's healthcare at home. So those are some of our educational programs. We're going to be expanding our internship program this summer. We're, we're incredibly, incredibly excited about uh, our telehealth program. The goal is to make the most accessible telehealth experience, not only to be able to 
communicate properly with the provider, but to build a team of providers that um, are sensitive and aware and experienced in dealing with people with multiple disabilities. Um, finally, just two things that we're really proud of and excited about. One was last year, the New York Times wrote a feature article about us. And, and it was a big thrill. You know, it's, we tell our story all day long and we're excited about our story. We love our story. But to hear a New York Times journalist, of, of a caliber of a New York Times journalist, like tell our story back to us was, was, was really incredible. Um, and finally, in December, we were awarded by the federal government through the FCC, um, its Advancement in Accessibility Award. And it was, it was us and Apple Computer and the Center for Deaf Communications out of Dallas. Um, and it really just, for us, it was exciting because, you know, it, it validated all the things that we're doing. And, um, you know, we're excited to build upon that and grow. Um, we encourage people to join us. There's no cost to become a patient of ours. If you don't like us a few months from now, just call us and we'll switch you back. Um, all you have to do is our website's accessiblepharmacy.com. It's a very screen reader friendly website. Uh, our phone number is 215-799-9900. That's 215-799-9900. I'll share the information with Carla as well. Um, and finally, if you have, if you have a, an iPhone, just say to Siri, Siri, call Accessible Pharmacy. And depending on your settings, it may put you right through, or it may say, do you mean Accessible Pharmacy in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania? That's us. And then you'll come right through. So I'm going to stop talking there. And I'd love to open the floor to questions. In the event we run out of time or someone forgets a question, um, my personal email address is Andy, A-N-D-Y, at AccessiblePharmacy.com. Um, feel free to email me. I'm not a healthcare provider, but uh, if you have a healthcare question, I'll pass you on to someone who is. Okay. Do we have questions? So I actually have two questions because – I have heard about your service through other calls that we've had with ACB, and this really is a lifesaver because there's nothing worse than grabbing your prescription and taking the wrong one and then something, you know, an accident happening. So this is certainly a lifesaver. Oh, really well, thank happy. you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate that. That is so fabulous. Um, so the, the two questions I have, number one, is um, when you say that you have, like, Braille labels, are you talking about, like, are they giving the instructions on, on your dosage or what exactly is written? Oh, good question. It, it gives the high-level instructions. So it'll say, like, Andy Burstein, atorvastatin, 20 milligrams, take one pill a day. And if there's, like, a, 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 a crucial um, warning. Um, huh. If you're interested in – this is thing. We, there's actually so much more that we could do there. We just can't afford it, to be honest with you. Uh, we absorb all that cost. And so we're in the process now looking to try to get some grants and stuff to expand it. Um, but what we do for, for patients who want more information besides, you know, beyond like that, the high-level instructions, we can combine it with some of the audio labels um, and really give the person full access to all the minute details of, of the medication. That's awesome. Okay, that's good to know. And then uh, just real quick, and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot by doing this. Oh, bring it on. <laughs> but um, I unfortunately just lost my job. Um, I live here in Washington State, and I'm looking for a remote position so I can continue that. Okay. And I'm just wondering if Accessible Pharmacies um, has any job openings where you can work uh, remotely. Oh, I'd love to be able to. We actually do. We have, we have about 10 employees that, that do work remotely. We're not currently hiring in Washington. We, are, we just recently got licensed in Washington, so we are licensed oh. there. But 
if you, my email address is Andy at accessible pharmacy.com. Mm -hmm. um, why don't you shoot me an email, send me a resume. Why don't you want to try to catch up in the next week or two? Oh, thank you so much, Melissa. I really, oh my gosh. Natalie, who's next? And uh, you can go ahead and unmute. Hey, Andy. My name is Linda. I live in Arkansas. Hey, Linda. I've been using Script Talk for quite a while now, so I'm very familiar with that. My question is this. How do you handle an, an urgent prescription, such as an antibiotic or something that somebody, you know, go to the doctor and I have an ear infection and they prescribe that? How do you no, guys handle that? That's a good question, totally. And I'll, I'll give you a personal example. Um, I guess about four months ago, I woke up with a sinus infection. I knew it was a sinus infection because I get one like once a year, right? So I woke up. I felt like my head was about to explode. Um, I called my doctor. and We hopped on a telehealth appointment. And I explained to her what I was feeling. And she knows me for years. She's like, oh, it's another sinus infection. So she's like, I can prescribe an antibiotic for you. What do you want to do with it? And I had a few options. Don't forget, I own a pharmacy. Um, our distribution center is 45 minutes from my house. So one of my options was I could have gotten in my car and driven to our distribution center and picked it up. My second option was I could have had a medical courier delivered to me later in the afternoon. My third option was it could have been overnighted to me and I would have had it the next morning. Or the fourth option was I live two blocks from a CVS. And so accessible pharmacy is my pharmacy. My, the pharmacists there are my personal pharmacists. And I, we work with together, but they're, my, they take, they, they're in charge of my care. And so I called them and we discussed the options. And they, the ones, you know, my pharmacist was like, you know, if you want, we will contact CVS, the one near your house, and we'll have someone deliver it to you. And that was the option that I ended up taking. So I, got, I ended up, within an hour, I had the medication in my belly. And so it's all about identifying, you know, when you need the medications, how urgent it is. Um, and so it will, you know, once you're under our care, we will help navigate that whole process and make sure you have the medication quickly and safely and efficiently. Another example of that is uh, at least once a week, we get a phone call from someone who is like, I'm away uh, in Miami at a wedding for the weekend um, and I left my meds at home. Can you please help me? And similarly, we'll either overnight a batch to the hotel or we'll find a local pharmacy and coordinate getting it to the hotel. So the punchline to that long-winded story is whatever works best for the patient, that's what we'll help do. Okay. The other question I have real quick is eye drops. Yes. You mentioned the, the liquid applicators for children. Man, do I wish I'd had those when mine were little. <laughs> right. Um, do you also have drop it? you know, the, Eye drops in such a form like that where you just have one dose in each drop? Or... No, we, we, well, hmm. no, we don't. Uh, we do have, I don't know, if you've ever, have you ever uh, seen like there's like little, it's almost like a funnel that you can put on your eye. Have you ever tried those? Mm, no. Oh, Linda, will you e email me at andy at accessiblepharmacy.com? I'm going to hook you up. It's basically, it's, it's, like a, it's a piece of plastic that you put over your eye. Mm -hmm. Imagine it being like a funnel. And mm -hmm. it just makes it increases the likelihood that you're going to hit your target when you when you hit the drop in your eye. Okay, I was just concerned about you know if I needed three drops or four drops or whatever. I actually don't use any eye medication right now, but I know a lot of us do. No. Um, you know, no, glaucoma, diabetes, all those things are you know. No, it's an issue. I said, as I mentioned, we are going to be doing a, a whole webinar uh, on eye drops, breaking down the different eye drops strategies for getting drops in the eyes. 
um, you know, cause, you know, issues that cause drops, how eye drops can also impact other medications that you may be taking, and so on and so forth. So coming soon. Oh, thank you, Linda. Um, Hannah, you can go ahead and unmute. Thank you for such a wonderful presentation. How can I find out when your webinars are going to be? Ah, so if you go to our website, a uh, good question. If you go to our website, there is a tab called events. It's under the contact us tab. It's a sub tab under contact us. Um, and what's interesting is you'll see there's an archive. Um, our big diabetes webinar from December is archived there, broken into speaker. And there's also where you can register for the breast cancer event. And, and you know, every month we'll add new information there as well. You can also follow us on social media. We always promote our things there on both Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. So if I couldn't get to a webinar, like, for example, the one that interested me was the one about eye drops. Okay. It archived on your website? Yes. And it, it is. if you register for it, um, you'll automatically get the links to all the, uh, the, the, the audio, like, a day or two afterwards. Okay. Thank you so much. And you said your website was accessiblepharmacy.com? Yes. Okay, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Oh, and for those of you, if it's relevant, we, we do have uh, captioning and uh, live uh, uh, sign language interpreters as well on our webinars. All right, um, Travis, you can go ahead and unmute. I've got a couple of questions, actually. Um, if you guys uh, branch out in California and you guys are fully licensed in my state, because I'm from Templeton, California. Okay. Um, uh, and my, um, I'm on Medi-Cal. Uh, okay. Could you guys, could, 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 would you guys be affiliated with Medi-Cal for prescriptions, possibly? You know, I'm going to assume this. We're not licensed in California. California is really tricky. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get there, though. But um, I, I, most of our patients are in programs similar to that. So I'm not certain about that particular one, but I don't envision it being a problem. Um, okay. We work with most insurance policies in the states where we're licensed. When we're not licensed with the policy, we just, you know, we take the steps to get licensed if we have a patient that uses it. And sometimes that takes a day, sometimes it takes a few months, but eventually we get it done. That sounds good. And I have another question. Um, sure. Regarding um, eye care stuff, um, do you guys have a solution um, that makes it makes it easy for people like myself if, if someone had to apply eye ointment in their eye you know, for eye infection relief, you know, like the specialized, like, Mira 128 ointment? You know, like that that I'd refer that to our pharmacists, but I would argue if you have a relationship with your ophthalmologist or, your, or like, a low-vision optometrist, they may be better equipped to help you with that. Um, if you don't have a good low-vision uh, optometrist, we know a ton of them some really cool people who are really progressive in this space. So um, if you're not getting like that answer, uh, it, email me. I, I can introduce you to one of our pharmacists, but uh, I can also introduce you to some uh, um, like low vision therapists or, or, or low vision optometrists and maybe they'll help you as well. Okay. Um, Linda, you can go ahead and unmute. I have been searching for a talking or accessible oxygen meter do you have anything Ooh, like that that's a great question I, i'm not sure um huh have you tried to speak to me i have not uh i think that she may have one uh, okay. i could be wrong but i think she does okay 
Okay. Well, Andy, that's another um, little little bullet for your little yeah, plate of goodies. <laughs> Thank <great>. you. <laughs> All right, Mike, you can go ahead and unmute. Thank you, Andy. This is a wonderful service you're providing. Uh, are you licensed? Are you, sure. Are you licensed in New York? Yes. That's what I wanted to hear. That's my question. Thanks very much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Cassandra, you can unmute. Good evening. Hey, Cassandra. Hey. So I heard you were talking about um, um, talking thermometers and talking scales, um, talking um, glucose monitors and stuff like that. Um, I'm actually choosing my words for a reason. Uh, sure. Um, so I um I was I was wondering about that um because I know when I look in some of the um magazines that we okay. order from um are your prices amenable to theirs? Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, depend if you know if you're looking for there's also some things like insurance can cover a lot of those things. Um, and we can actually help you navigate that process and interact with your insurance company to get reimbursement for it as well. It doesn't mean we always can, but but we'll try on your behalf. Um, our price, the only, I'll be completely honest with you, the only area where we find that we're not price competitive mm -hmm. is in guide dog and pet medication. Well, yeah. And, and it's exactly. the, we do it because we have a lot of patients who like, because we package the guide dog and pet medication in the same packaging and labeling. Um, right. It's not a big part of our business, and so right. we don't buy enough in order to get the discounts to pass on. Um, so we're in the ballpark. It's not like we're gouging people, but that's right. the only area where I tend to find that there's a, you know, and obviously insurance doesn't cover pet medication. So if you're shopping around a price is really important, you know, right. find your pet medication somewhere else. But when it comes to devices, we're 100% right. in the ballpark. Are you guys licensed in Florida? Yes. Okay. We actually just so, hired a we just hired a new woman who's working for us, who we met through the ACB in Pennsylvania, who moved to Florida, um, and uh, she's in Cape Coral, and she's actually is. helping us develop uh, the market in Florida. So this has been a fascinating discussion, and um, thank you, Andy, for taking time on a Sunday evening to come and talk to us, and thank you for answering all the questions that people have asked. Okay, okay. Andy, would you like to give your telephone okay. number one more time? Oh, sure. So the pharmacy's number is 215-799-9900. That's 215-799-9900. Okay. And can Nikki add one more thing? Yeah, sure. Right. Um, do keep us posted because ACB and its affiliates and all the different states have advocacy committees, and they could really go to town. So oh, keep us posted. Oh, I 100% will. Believe me, I promise. Great. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks so much, and thanks, Natalie, for hosting for us. Thanks, Andy, for being here. And oh, thank you, Carla. Thank you, Natalie. Have a great night, everyone. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, 
Call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.